0: Welcome back to Couples with S and M. Hello. I'm M.
1: (laughs) And I'm S. That's our names. (laughs) S and M.
0: It's weird that we found each other and got married.
1: Right. Perfect. And our
0: names are M and S.
1: So what's new with you? You had your birthday this week.
0: Yeah. My age is new with me.
1: How was your birthday?
0: It's fantastic. Thank you for asking.
1: Tell us about your birthday, Maggie.
0: So... My husband S got me, as he shall forth henceforth be known, got me a princess birthday cake, because I am a fucking princess.
1: Pretty, pretty princess birthday cake.
0: It's a pretty, pretty princess birthday cake, which is severely upcharged at the, (laughs) at nothing bunt cakes, which I always love a good pun. Yeah. They make bunt cakes. If you don't have one of the franchises in your area, it's fantastic. Highly recommend. They um, So they put a princess hat on my cake, which I then proceeded to wear on my birthday. Yep. So that was fun. Other than that, uh, I ate all day. I had like at least two times the amount of food, if not three times the amount of food that I normally have on an average day.
1: yeah, I brought you some Wendy's home from lunch. <laughs>
0: Which I know doesn't sound like much, but I normally don't eat that kind of a lunch. And then he brought me two times the amount of food I normally eat. Like, I normally don't eat Baconator fries, for example. And he brought me Baconator fries. And the Asiago bacon ranch sub, or whatever it's called. Sandwich. Chicken sandwich that I... Spicy chicken sandwich that I get... And I normally just get that. Like, I can't have anything else when I have that. No. Because it's so big. So he got me that and fries and a Frosty. I was gagging by the t- time I just I wanted. Eating. I just
1: wanted Frosties that day. It was very hot. So that's why we got wings. So we
0: all ended up with so much food. Yeah. I was gagging by the time he left. And then he came home and he made me mac and cheese. Like, homemade good mac and cheese with rosemary and the chicken and goat cheese and and then i had that cake and then the next day all i ate the entire day june 6th was cake i had three (laughs) slices of cake throughout the day three slices that's all i had i didn't have anything else
1: red velvet cake
0: so now i have diabetes
1: (laughs) happy birthday that's
0: what i got for my birthday was the diabetes Yep, that's it. That's well, a I, hope birthday. Had,
1: I hope you had a good birthday. I tried to make it a, a decent birthday.
0: And it was. It was a good birthday. I only have a couple more. No, I only have one more birthday left. In my then you die
1: days. and you're all done.
0: I'm all done. <laughs> I'm fucking done with this shit. Thank God. Only one more birthday left.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I've got two years.
0: I keep telling you what I want for my 40th. What's that? I want to go the fuck away from everybody. Yeah. And do nothing.
1: I I can, I can do that. That's all I want. Just me and you.
0: I guess you can come.
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't invited. <laughs> I'll I mean, send come. you to Siberia now. Your fortieth <laughs> birthday. You're, like,
0: you're fucking going to Canada, but not the good Canada where there's stuff. No. That Canada up north where there's nothing. <laughs>
1: Just find some random third world country, Myanmar. Have a good time. It's not third world. No bad Myanmar, over there right Myanmar Burma. has like they have Burma's internet not, though yeah they have a lot of rape
0: well I think yeah. too yeah it's
1: not uh, did you see Rambo and the, the, no. the, the last one
0: I didn't see There's any a new of,
1: Rambo coming out I didn't out.
0: see any of the Rambos
1: Ooh, we should none watch of them Rambo. we should I've watch zero Rambo we should watch First Blood and then the most recent Rambo that's all you need to see
0: I don't want to see any of them
1: but the most recent one will put you right off Myanmar you'll be like nope Nope, nope, nope. You know That's my off... impression of Myanmar. As you far what... as I'm concerned, that's what it is.
0: That period of time when I worked for the contract through Facebook. Yeah. And I saw what Myanmar people, the Burmese, I guess. Yeah. What they're doing on Facebook.
1: <laughs> what they're searching for and everything.
0: And they search for gross-ass shit. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously. But a lot of them are searching for really disgusting things on Facebook. Because when I was doing that, I could see... Um, people's location, like their geo-location. And I could see then what they were searching for and their age and their gender, which eventually their gender went away because, you know, it's a social construct or whatever. So that went away. And the things that people search for, it's disgusting. On Facebook of all places. On Facebook. Like, this isn't a Google like search this is a facebook search and it was adult content that you're not going to find right but occasionally you would find because people like me were in charge of finding it and taking it down right so sometimes you would find it bad bad so bad bad news so yeah there are other reasons why i don't want to go to myanmar in case you were asking
1: yeah like I said, if, we, if you watch Rambo, you won't want to go, because I'm pretty sure that's a documentary. So,
0: I haven't seen Rambo, so I can't fight you on that, but I'm pretty sure Sylvester Stallone isn't in any documentaries.
1: <laughs> it's called Rambo. No subtitle.
0: Yeah. Rambo. And there's
1: a new one coming out, I think, in a few months. I think it's supposed to be, a, I think it's called Last Blood. Is it it's supposed is to be it last Blood? called one. Rambos? No. <laughs> well, I always, it's called Old Man Rambo.
0: That's what I... That's just what I associate with things, is that aliens...
1: Oh, alien to aliens.
0: Yeah. You just add an S on, and then you're like, it's the sequels. You can tell by the S. There's multiples.
1: Hey, so this week, it's E3 2019. I'm
0: just excited it didn't actually happen on my birthday, because normally that's that's something that happens. Yeah. Normally E3 is like, you're like, happy birthday, Maggie's. So hold on a second. while for the next 36 hours, I just sit here and watch all these things.
1: Lots of lots of video game news going to come out this week. I've already had some small nuggets here and there, but uh, I expect them to announce the new Xbox for next year. Which Hopefully a release date for Halo Infinite.
0: What's this one called? Xbox 720?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's Xbox. 1080. I think it's called Xbox Infinite is probably going to be the name of it because their naming conventions are just stupid. I think they should honestly, since the next PlayStation will be called the PlayStation 5, and supposedly the whole reason they didn't just call the Xbox 360 the Xbox 2 is because they didn't want to sound like they were behind the PlayStation to the average consumer. So they should just jump ahead and call it the PlayStation, or the Xbox 6. They should
0: call this the Xbox X. No, they
1: have. That. I have that. That's right there. That's the Xbox one X. So, yeah, they've already done that. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Yeah, yeah they, right. they're jumping all over the place. So just go Xbox six and then you one up PlayStation. It, your numbering doesn't matter anyway. So why not?
0: Xbox Two infinity and beyond. Yeah. Toy Story Edition. Xbox
1: Xbox Triple X. Yeah, I don't think people like that either, though. I don't reason. know.
0: Triple X was a movie, wasn't it? Didn't it have Vin Diesel? Oh, uh, yeah. So then you just Maybe. have Vin Diesel do all your, <laughs> like, you know, all of your, like, keynotes and stuff, announcing there you go. it? Yeah. So, Marketing geniuses here at Couple Goals. <laughs> we are available to do your keynotes if you'd rather we do them because we're pretty smart. I don't know. I really like my idea that Xbox s- 720i. That's whatever. what everybody thought.
1: The last Xbox was going to be called the Xbox 720 because there was the Xbox 360. Yeah. So that was the. Yeah, and just start
0: naming them after like jumps, like 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 fucking skateboard. I games. think they're
1: actually I think a possibility is that they'll just call it the Xbox. Like go back to the original name.
0: Like what they did with the iPad.
1: Yeah. Like where they just, and they've they like been doing iPad. that with like the new Call of Duty, is just called Modern Warfare, even though I feel like we just had Modern Warfare, but apparently it's been a really long time.
0: Well, iPad did that. iPad was like iPad 1, 2. And then it was like the iPad. Yeah. Was like eventually one of their iPads. And then the iPhone, or yeah, iPhone was doing that. And it was like 6, 7, 8. And then instead of a 9, they did an X, which was actually 10. Yeah. So they skip nine, and it's like, okay, (sighs) who's got time for this bullshit? Like, apparently we do.
1: Uh, That's one thing Sony is doing correctly, Mm -hmm. is they're just naming their PlayStations consecutively, keeping it simple. You know which one is which. You
0: know what they don't do correctly? Everything else.
1: Almost everything else, yeah.
0: So, great job, Sony.
1: One day I'll share my story. Oh, you know what? that can be our that can be our vlog we got our first ten dollar donor on patreon
0: we did so
1: shout out to chris thank kinda, you
0: kind of feel like he was trolling us
1: i think he's trolling us i think he listened to an episode where i said please don't do it be a ten dollar donor but now we have a ten dollar donor so, so we're gonna make video content now
0: yeah once you got one you might as well have a ton so if anybody wants to upgrade right. we're gonna be doing video content
1: yeah, we're gonna do video content
0: yeah so gotta do that
1: Got to come up with ideas.
0: Probably next week we're th- gonna put that up. I think
1: I'll just show off my toy collection. Hope you might. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all my, some of my, just a small chunk of my collectibles. I'll keep it themed, you know.
0: Yeah, so we'll be doing vlog content now. Up on or I'll tell my month. story
1: of why I hate Sony now. Ever since, uh, right around the time God of War Three came out, is when I lost all love for all things Sony because of what they did to me.
0: Yeah, so we'll be. We'll be vlogging now over on the Patreon channel in addition to the usual.
1: But that's right. Somebody thinks we're worth like as much as a Netflix, Netflix subscription. So that's pretty insane.
0: Hopefully. It's...
1: I'm pretty sure he's going to drop it after a month, though.
0: Yeah, I think he's joking.
1: Yeah, I you're, can't imagine joking, somebody right? finding that much value in what we do here.
0: Although we do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's mind boggling. I always want to say mind bottling because of that always sunny episode i think it was always sunny (laughs) where charlie's like yeah it's mind bottling like like are you saying mind bottling yeah it's like your mind's in a bottle
0: Uh, i eat stickers all the time dude (laughs) (sighs) so yeah that's uh housekeeping i guess is a natural transition at this point so yeah if you want to donate to patreon that's it it's on our website a couple goals podcast or patreon.com slash couple goals podcast where patreon immediately put us under review as soon as we got a ten dollar donor
1: right, immediately I got an email saying you have <laughs> a new ten dollar donor and literally a split second later said your account is now under review. You worthless <laughs> motherfuckers what kind of shit are you trying to pull?
0: And I really so Sean was like I think it's because we hit a certain threshold and then I was like I think it might be our names.
1: Yeah I always forget that our name Is provocative intentionally, but at the same time, it's not at all.
0: Yeah, our name is, is like, intentionally provocative, and then, like, our content is, like, hey, guys, we're We're a bunch of assholes and, like, saying things that nobody cares about. And they reviewed us and determined that we are indeed benign as fuck, so.
1: And it only took them, like, two minutes to be like, okay, you're good. Like, oh, okay.
0: I just want to make sure that S&M in the raw was not in, not <laughs> S&M actually, in the raw. <laughs> that's, that's
1: what we call I forget. Like, I like, yeah, that's what we call our Patreon episodes. And it's again, I'm just so used to it. It doesn't mean anything to me other than a Patreon episode.
0: Right. But, but to, SM
1: in the raw, you could probably Google that and get something different yeah. than our Patreon episodes. So
0: the people of Patreon are. I'm gonna are do like, that
1: right now, actually, since I got my. I'm just gonna go ahead Patreon and Patreon people were
0: like, the fuck are you doing over uh, s- there? Uh where's my And we were like
1: In the why Raw Why are we under? Let's see here what comes up. Oh wow, our couple our podcast is the first thing that came up on player FM that's, that's kind of right. patreon preview couple goals with S M mm-hmm. podcast I mean, third one down blank. second one by the way is a youtube video mark henry and pms S M raw is war
0: okay don't know what that means
1: that's a wrestling thing i'm pretty sure raw is oh. war
0: oh yeah yeah
1: uh and then third one down is, is actually us again snm in the raw patreon preview that's that's weird I didn't expect wow, there's a lot of us when you Google SM and they're all right on the front page there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's good to know. And then there's bicycles. I don't understand that one. A lot of bicycle pictures in the images section. Not sure what that has to do, do with. Do you
0: have your adult filters on?
1: Of course not.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm just checking. <laughs> like your parental controls.
1: Yeah, no, this is And not uh, see
0: the naked peoples.
1: Wow. Let's well let's say images, see what pops up. That was just image preview. Yeah, a lot of bicycle frames for BMX. I have no idea.
0: It's like all bicycles.
1: S&M, frame, raw.
0: Where are all the nudies? <laughs> right? And that's uh. us. That's us. That's b- us right there. B- yikes, yikes, shakes.
1: <laughs> this is enlightening. Uh. Uh, bicycle uh. frames. Hey, hey look it's at us, us again. Yeah. We're on the Internet. Ah. Cool.
0: That's weird. It's always weird that people listen to us.
1: It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <sighs> like I, said, I always just go back and forth between I, I I can't believe anyone listens to us to the other extreme, which is why doesn't everyone listen to us? This is fun because I, I think this my, is
0: candy. I'm having see, fun. I, I
1: don't listen to podcasts. And when I did, it, it was it was <laughs> Sean
0: just makes them. He doesn't listen to them. Right.
1: But I would but listen, if you to, listen to the
0: first episode. He's like, I don't I don't think I'm going to stick with this.
1: <laughs> but I was, you know, I listened to like Bill Burr and established people. But when i hear youtubers which is what i where i kind of put us as far as a skill set or a talent pool or whatever when i hear youtubers yeah and see them i'm like we are doing way better work than them yeah they sound like idiots and apparently that sells that's popular but i'm not willing to just yell the whole time right at about random stuff or get excited about stuff that really isn't all that exciting I really hate those people, and I think part of that's just because I'm old. But I, I, I've never been like that though. I've always hated, like that loud in your face attitude thing that, that it's so fake and, and stupid. Like,
0: you know who I don't think is faking? Is that Alex Jones?
1: I thought he was till I saw him on Joe Rogan, yeah. and just watching that was like, oh this this is who he is. All because I was like, surely there's a there's an Alex Jones that's like, hey man, let's get a beer and talk about sports. But there's not. <laughs> this Alex so. Jones is he's surrounded at all times by frog people. Yeah. Like he is constantly. Like, I don't know how his head hasn't just dude. exploded or yeah. his blood pressure level isn't. It's probably through the roof. He's probably on all the meds for blood pressure.
0: How is he not asleep? <laughs> like they just give him <laughs> because all,
1: he's that amped up. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah, that dude is is something else.
0: Like if you gave me those blood pressure medication, I would just they would lower my blood pressure to the point where I wouldn't even be able to be awake. I'd just be dead lower them until my heart stopped beating. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to go first this week? You want me to go first this week? Who wants to go first this week?
1: I'll, I'll go first unless you want to go first.
0: Oh, I, yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. You can go first.
1: All right. So this week I am going to be talking about. A a now maligned genre, subgenre of heavy metal music
0: Maligned.
1: known as new metal. <laughs> and new metal. Hmm. You can you can throw an umlaut in there if you want, I guess. How would you pronounce it if you put an umlaut? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, metal.
0: Stupid terrible metal? That's how you pronounce it once hey you need know. that umlaut. umlaut.
1: Alright, though this is a maligned genre and I myself make fun of it, I I actually really enjoyed some new metal back in the day and I still do. Great. So
0: that's stupid. New Battle is stupid.
1: So I'm going to take you all the way back to 1994, 1995. Great. So 1994. Oh, those were
0: good years, however.
1: They were. They were really good years for music. And now this was, you know, like the tail end of, of grunge being popular. Uh, amazing year for... not say
0: it's the tail end of grunge being popular.
1: Okay, uh, of the big four grunge bands, I would say. You know, Kirkland was dead. Um... And you're, I mean, I just mean, uh, okay. Uh, it had peaked. Grunge had peaked by this point, I would okay. say. So we were on the we were on the downslope, downward slope of grunge at this point. That's probably a better way Green to put Day it.
0: Green Day was out now. It's not. It's not. No, it's not grunge. But I'm um, saying Green Day was out. No, there's
1: was, there was a whole pop punk phase, and new metal really didn't get popular until I'd say like '98 is when it really hit its stride. Yeah. So it's I'm going to take you back to
0: terrible dude. '94
1: '95. Um, 1994, some of my favorite albums of all time were released, including Soundgarden Super Unknown, mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral, Pantera's Far Beyond Driven. The three of those alone were released in the first quarter of the fucking year. Phenomenal year for music.
0: We said 94 and 95, so which first quarter of which year? Of
1: 94. Those uh. all came out in 94. I think Green Day's Dookie came out that year as well, but I'm not sure.
0: It came out in...
1: It was either ninety three or ninety
0: four. It came out when I was in eighth grade. I think it
1: was ninety four, without looking it up. So apparently, towards the end of nineteen ninety four, this band called Korn, with a K. Yeah, I
0: know.
1: Released their first album. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna view new metal mostly through my own perspective here, because there's not really I don't know if there's a way to really pinpoint exactly where it started so I, do, I don't remember if it was 94 or 95 that i discovered corn but i do remember how i discovered them this was when mtv was still big i was working uh I was working like three jobs at the time and i worked nights and days. Can i can you imagine
0: the scheduling nightmare that is working three jobs
1: well it was kind of well here's what i did i I worked at a record store called Quonset Hut in the daytime. It was part time, It's very it was strictly part time. It's, it's like maybe 90s. right. I worked, worked full time at Taco Bell at night, and then on weekends I worked two nights at a gas station overnight. So I'd work in the daytime at the record store.
0: You were like, you know what? I don't feel like working at night at Taco Bell is a high enough risk of getting <laughs> shot. I'm also going to work at night at a gas station, right? <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so I, but I would come home at about around four in the morning and turn the TV on, and I typically wouldn't fall asleep till around seven or eight in the morning or whatever, kind of wind down, or, and I would turn on MTV a lot of the time, and they're they're playing this song Blind that I think everybody knows by Corn, and I'd never heard of this band, but they would come on really late or early morning, I guess, and I was Corn
0: is early morning music for sure.
1: And I was very intrigued because like it was to
0: jam too. First thing
1: they had a very unique sound. I was obviously already into metal and, and some pretty heavy music, and like the that riff by them. And this was before I really knew anything about guitar tunings, and that they were playing seven string guitars tuned down a whole step and everything. They were tuned down to like a low A, which was not common back then. And, and then the video for this song, it was a live concert video. And the mosh pit was just the craziest mosh pit I'd ever seen. I'd been in mosh pits. But I'd never seen a mosh pit where people were, like, doing flips into the crowd from the stage, the way this mosh pit was portrayed. Yeah, run
0: remember the, when you were up on stages.
1: Right. Before some on, you know, Before Dimebag
0: dime Daryl.
1: So it was, like, this little club show, and I, I remember the sound of the bass was really unique, and I remembered uh, the drummer had some weird... Th- I don't even know what it was. It wasn't a drum, though. It was like this. It was like this tiny little thing that he would hit with his stick to just make this super low bassy sound. Sometimes it, w- it was it was weird. I don't know. It was like electronic or something. So there was just a few elements there. And then the look of the band with the dreadlocks and the Adidas track suits and everything. It was just a very unique thing going from, you know, Marilyn Manson. Nine Inch Nails, Pantera, and and punk and grunge into these guys with their Adidas tracksuits, kind of looking like uh, Middle Eastern gangsters, but with dreadlocks, very Afrocentric look. <laughs> and anyway, and the and the, the was just nuts. Very
0: cultural appropriation. Right
1: back then, it was cool to uh, share culture. Yeah, to, to be culturally inappropriate, but now it's a bad thing. Back then, it was just it was okay. Like nobody cared. Uh, so anyway, so that's how I discovered Korn, not knowing they were ushering in a whole new sound. I would say my next experience would have been a band called Deftones. Oh, yeah. They had an album that came out in 95 called Adrenaline.
0: I didn't know Deftones were new metal.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, this is the thing, too, that we're going to kind of get into, because the, the designation new metal is going to cover a lot of bands, in my opinion. And then I'm going to kind of argue against some of the ones that... On the internet are called new metal one in particular God.
0: this is debate club no 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 it's, it's couple goals debate club edition <laughs> yeah but it's like
1: i can't argue something i can't I argue like you're with arguing my sources with yourself i'm arguing with my sources here who call certain things new metal but uh, new metal covers a lot of different bands and uh, we can get into that I right like it now covers
0: like lincoln park and stuff
1: yeah we're, we're going to get into that but for like I have actually have a list here.
0: I see that. He's flipping in between different sources. And
1: different And all right. So this is, and this again, this is my opinion. I've always said new metal started because of five different bands as were influences. They were not new metal, but I've actually upped that recently to six. But the five bands, I would always say that created new metal. And I always said new metal what was. Who did you say this to? Uh, just people when we were talking about music. Brad, Bubba. Whoever, just anybody who wants to talk about heavy metal music with me for any more than 10 seconds. Yes, this is stuff I've said out loud to other people, whether they remember it or not.
0: People want to engage with you on this topic?
1: Occasionally. Are they sober? (laughs) No, probably not. Okay. I didn't say that.
0: I was like, Uh, who would want to engage with you on the topic of metal?
1: uh, So... My theory, the way I always perceive new metal, and again, I, I kind of shit on it, but I also like it, uh, so it's, it's kind of a weird thing.
0: I get it. I have Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA on my playlist.
1: <laughs> so, uh, like, I, I always, new metal to me was always like when somebody's uh, like idiot kid brother heard them listening to like these five or six bands, what he distilled it down to is what new metal was and the 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 five bands were pantera tool primus rage against the machine and helmet and i added fear factory fear factory is one of those bands that some people kind of classifies new metal and if i would say their album *Digimortal* is new metal but their first three out their first album is straight up death metal their second album is uh, death metal and they kind of introduce the dynamic melodic mixed with the harsh vocals thing and, uh, and then when an obsolete is, is the same thing as the second one, kind of just, uh, and then when their fourth one, Digimortal mortal came out? It was like, Oh, this, they've gone full new metal. They had the dude from Cypress Hill rapping on a song. Aww. Yeah. That but I would bad. say they more or less had an influence because, uh, Dino Saceres he, he wasn't playing seven string guitars until their third album, but he was tuning down to B, which is just one step away from a, so he was ba- he was tuned down to what a, when you buy a seven string guitar it comes tuned to a low B, which is what he was tuning his six string down to. He just didn't have the extra high string on it. So uh, so yeah, Pantera you had the groove metal, and the the angry vocal influence. Uh, tool, you had um, kind of the same subject matter. Uh, the lower tunings they were they were doing like drop D, uh, and then a lot a lot of bass in there, which is I think one of the things that. Can factor into new metal. Primus, the bass sound. Period. Like, I think Corn's bass sound was straight up ripped from Les Claypool, which is I have no problem with that. That's Fieldie's bass. Like, I was like, well, I've heard that before, and like, oh, that's like a Les Claypool tone. The bass sounds really like plinky almost. It, it really stood out instead of having that really low thing. Yeah, to that's it.
0: what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that sounds plinky. It's very that's plinky. Like, yep, you know, I can put I some say. on.
1: And then Rage Against the Machine, obvious, you know, that you had the rap influence there mixed with the rock. I think that one's obvious. And then Helmet, again, the staccato kind of grooves. Uh, not a, like a, not a lot of focus on uh, speed, but just more on like heavy heavy chunks of riffs. And though although Helmet did solos, and then Fear Factory, uh, the low tuning, no guitar solos. So that was another thing with new metal is they just they kind of followed with grunge well grunge some of the no like pearl jam and now nah, grunge did have guitar solos now that i think about it even nirvana had guitar solos they weren't like crazy over the top or anything but they definitely existed in the music uh but fear factory did not have guitar solos and a lot of a lot of uh new metal did not cool so anyway deftones came out 95 i saw them open for uh this is a crazy good ticket. It was Pantera, White Zombie, I Hate God, and Deftones all on the same thing. That was, that was my introduction to Deftones back when I think Chino still had like dreads and stuff. Um, was not impressed with them initially. I didn't really like them until their second album came out in 97, which is an amazing album. But there's there's a few good tracks on, on their original album. Uh, but I actually composed a list. I see that. Of good... Bad and neutral new metal bands. <laughs> I'm gonna see I'm gonna that. name some. See if you can guess where they land on this list. Okay. All right. Uh, Pod. Bad. That's that's correct. Uh, Alien Ant Farm. Bad. Yes. Uh, stained. Neutral. So I had them as neutral. I moved, I went ahead and moved them to good. Okay. I, I do like Stained even though later on i was trying to figure out if their early stuff canceled out some of their later stuff but they've always been focused on songwriting and they were again that you know they didn't that's what i mean by new metal covered a lot of things stain didn't really sound like corn or limp biscuit no, but not. they were still of that era yeah. they still had the down-tuned guitars uh, but def- not as much of the the screaming especially well, their first albums uh, had that but later on not so much with the screaming uh, system of a Down. Good. Yes. Uh, Godsmack. Bad. Very bad. Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, trapped.
0: I don't know who that is. Bad.
1: Yeah, that's right. Seven Dust.
0: I don't know who that is. Bad.
1: Yeah, they're lame. Uh, Mudvayne.
0: Oh, good. Or Neutral.
1: I put them on neutral. I like their first album. Yeah, they went straight I to mean, shit after that. I like though.
0: those. I also like that song "Dig." <laughs> that's that's the on their first song. album. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only they, song I know.
1: They went. Yeah, they went really downhill.
0: I like that one song.
1: <laughs> Nothing Face. Oh, I like them. Yeah, they're they're yeah, good. good. I like I like Nothing Face a lot. Uh, Head PE.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: They're on the neutral list.
0: Yeah. Orgy. I don't know who that is.
1: They did that cover of Blue Mondays. Um, how does it feel? Oh, Don't make me sing.
0: Uh, <laughs> Don't make me sing.
1: Don't make me sing. Bad. Is it? They were very bad. Drowning pool. Bad. Yeah. Uh, machine head. Good. They're actually on good and bad. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that was a trick question.
0: I don't think you know how to make a list. I don't think you know let, how lists work. Let me
1: explain. Allow me to explain.
0: Allow me to explain lists. <laughs> That's not how lists work. <laughs> Things go in one column, not both.
1: No, Machine is in two columns. I couldn't... No. I was like, there. you know what? They're, not how lists work. Their first two albums are really good, and I love their first two albums. And then...
0: You... You on Dateline, this is a con. <laughs> like,
1: this goes in
0: the con list. Uh,
1: so their first two albums were really good. And then I, and I moved down to Memphis and their third album came out. It was called The Burning Red. and I, You know, I was day one. I was like, can't wait to hear the new Machine Head. And it was fucking terrible. They went full blown out, like full blown new metal, new metal, like cheesy new metal. Was, like, to me, there's almost like at least two kinds of new metal and it's not just good and bad it's just you have like really heavy stuff or you had really people who were really folks on ranked songs and then you had other people that were you know literally just they were just bandwagon jumpers you know they were just like you i doubt they were making that kind of music until that kind of music blew up you know kind of the same thing that happened with grunge
0: i don't think you know how lists were
1: so they Machine Head had a few bad albums, and then they've come back, and now they're like a straight-up metal band. But I find their straight-up metal stuff really boring, though. It doesn't really stand out, so that's why they're on good back. because their first two albums are really, really good. And their later stuff is definitely way better than their middle period, but to me, it, it just... Uh,
0: their first album is better than their first album. <laughs> right. That's what you're saying.
1: All right, Static X. Good. It's a good band. Snot
0: don't know who they are
1: that's a that's a good band i I saw that their their singer died in a car accident and that was a good band i really like snot i don't even know if they were like new they remind me more of like a hardcore punk band okay um slipknot good yes that's one of the best cold chamber good all right and then i have uh lip biscuit bad yes worst of the worst lincoln park bad I actually have Linkin Park on my bad list three times. I really don't like Linkin Park.
0: (laughs) Did you actually write it out three times, or did you just do times three?
1: No, it's on here three different places. (laughs) Man, they just... I think that there are a lot of the reason that... Oh, no, wait. One, two, three. I think it's on here four times. Oh, wow. (laughs) You
0: just can't stop adding
1: it. (laughs) Linkin Park is so terrible. Like, every
0: time I opened the list, I added it again. (laughs) So their
1: first album came out in 2000. Yeah, they're real bad. This was uh, after, again, after New Metal had peaked, so to speak, with, I feel like New Metal peaked commercially with Corns Follow the Leader and then Limp Biscuits Significant Other, like those two albums, 97, 98, I think it was like 98, 99. Hey. Yeah.
0: You're just pulling this information from your asshole? Yeah. Like, just like, oh, I happen to... Yeah. So when you're not reading IMDb, what what do you read? These are like my memories. Billboard charts? No, I
1: have very distinct memories of, like, when I moved to Memphis... Uh, Follow the Leader came out like the day I moved right around the day that I moved. And I remember listening to it on the way down there.
0: It's like how I have the memory of listening to Jagged Little Pill when I got dial up Internet. And I remember hearing the dial up sound. Yeah. While I was listening to Jagged Little Pill on my thing. You know what I mean? Like I have that memory of of it happening at the same time.
1: See, For me, there was. The corn the corns the leader and anthrax's volume eight came out the same day. So I was rotating those two albums. And the main reason I have this memory is because Steve and I drove down to Memphis. I drove his car. He drove like the Hertz rent a you know truck, rent a van, whatever. Did you not have a car? Um no, I did, but it there's only two of us. So I had to I came back later to get my car. When, How
0: did you get back?
1: Uh, Rob had to come up for something. And I drove my car down. When Rob came you up, like a few weeks list. later. Um. Anyway, so we're driving down to Memphis, and this is one of those reasons. I, one of the reasons I remember this so distinctly is we were doing like we left later in the day than we wanted to. We left like probably around two or three in the afternoon because we were loading the truck, and we were like, "Let's just go." And then you know we were, we were young, and uh, I started falling asleep while driving, and because it was late night, you know, it was like probably two in the morning.
0: Well, yeah, and we, would, at,
1: being the age we were, we probably stayed up really late uh, the night before anyway. So we probably were up till two or three in the morning, and then decided to drive down Four to rides. Memphis. Yeah. And but I kept literally kept catching myself like waking up where I'd be swerving off the road, and then I, and I was Jesus. behind Steve the whole time. And I noticed he was doing the same thing. He was swerving occasionally and neither one of us would pull over. So I was blaring this music as loud as I could, sticking my head out the window, <laughs> like trying Jesus. all this stuff to stay awake and being, and we eventually we made it. And then we talked about the fact how so we were
0: both falling asleep. Yeah. And we should have Bunch pulled over at some
1: fucking point. And it was a lesson learned. And thankfully, like nobody, nobody got hurt. We didn't get in an accident or anything. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was blaring these albums and follow the leader is the one where, is the is the corn album where I was like, okay, commercially this is going to be huge. I was like, but they're not they're not good anymore. Like, Korn's mm-hmm. first two albums are really really good, and then they have like three good songs on Follow the Leader, and uh, and
0: then their first album is better than
1: their first <laughs> album. <laughs> first album is really good. Their second album is also good. It's not as good as their first album, but it's, it's very good. Uh, so anyway, in two thousand is when Link Park, Linkin Lincoln Park came out. And that was kind of that signaled the end of new metal, basically. Because I remember I always so compared was compared them
0: years. to. It was, it
1: was. No, it started. Ninety seven is when it really started blowing up.
0: So it's three years.
1: And then, that's more like four years. But what Lincoln Park came out, I think, in late two thousand, mm-hmm. and they just ended it because basically what I always compared Lincoln Park to was if NSYNC decided to make metal, this is what <laughs> it would sound like, and this is what <laughs> it would look like, and that's exactly what they looked, and they looked like a boy band. They sounded like a boy band doing it was all. It's like so you had the original bands that were influenced by Pantera and Helmet. And then you had Linkin Park, who was literally looking to Limp Biscuit and Saliva as an influence. So it was like, OK, Oof. we're done now. You just you done killed it. Right, here, here, here's one uh, Chimera. Oh. Good, bad or Neutral you don't know chimera do you
0: (laughs) i know the lead singer chimera
1: (laughs) you do no they're on they're on the good list they they had uh their their first well actually no i i didn't come it was their second album pass out of existence that i got that i really liked and then the album after that which i don't remember then skipped an album and then 2007's resurrection was really good uh but they were they they were a metal band you know more they didn't rap or anything they didn't have any uh they didn't do anything cheesy
0: i was like i, I know mark
1: yeah we know mark <laughs> we do know mark which is really cool <laughs> i know yeah. mark now i met i, I met I, th-
0: I met mark and then i introduced you to mark and because like in talk I, kn- I met mark as like a fellow literally he and i are in the same space creatively That's, uh, he's the
1: lead singer of chimera he's the
0: lead singer of chimera and like he and I do the same. He's obviously he's left Chimera. Well, he's not left Chimera, but he kind of
1: is Chimera. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So he so I he and I do the same thing. Like he's he's basically a digital strategist. Like he doesn't really do the business. He does plans, a lot of photography and stuff. But he does photography and he builds websites. And he we met. We were in the same space and we were talking. And then he mentioned he was like in a band. And I was like, oh, like I, I made a. I made a reference to Death Clock, right? The show um, Metalocalypse, and he was like, "What?" He's like, "I was in Chimera," and I was like, "Oh,
1: yeah." Then he came home and told me. And and I, was I was like, like oh, yeah.
0: "My husband has heard of you." <laughs> that was my <laughs> response. So then I went home and told Sean. I was like, "You ever heard of heard of this band?" Because I have, and other than him.
1: So, one band they have listed as a new metal band, the one I want to argue, is Kid Rock, which I, I just always thought of him as more like a shitty white trash rapper. I never thought of him as yeah a band or new metal, but you can hear the yeah. influence. I mean, I guess you can definitely say there's he's got that. Bow
0: it to ba, to bang, to bang.
1: It's got. Like, but yeah, but the, I don't know. It's not
0: new metal. I
1: don't. It, but it, I mean, I hear it at the same time, but I never thought of him as.
0: Now, who has him listed as that when you say they?
1: Wikipedia. As one of the Well, that's just bands. some
0: dude who added it.
1: Yeah. Uh I yeah, he's always just been like a shitty white boy like, white I'm trash some rapper. Alright, and then I got a bunch of other bands on here. Scrape with a K. Never of heard course. of Of course. You saw them live, actually. Oh. <laughs> they they were actually on the ticket. The the last time I saw Pantera, it was Scrape, Static X, Morbid Angel, Slayer, and Pantera so it was, it was quite a lineup there so yeah we actually we've that's the only reason i know scrape is because they were on i was like wow and th- that was what 2001 yeah we went to that show yeah so again this was this is where you get the <laughs> you get the hangers on you get the the bandwagon jumpers they're like oh let's try that new metal thing uh
0: so they're on the bad list
1: yeah kitty do you remember kitty no it was an all-female band from Sounds canada like it, but no they were not good, <laughs> and it, not because they were female. They just they weren't good. It was just bad. Sorry.
0: Well, that's not the message you're sending, oh. according to Twitter.
1: Yeah, Papa Roach. Bad. Put, put them on the neutral list.
0: Bad though.
1: Uh, put them on the neutral list.
0: Yeah, well, you're right. And uh,
1: Soulfly is on the neutral list as well, which was yeah. Max Cavalera from Sepultura. Now Sepultura had a big influence on on new metal. Their album, the last album they did with Max Cavalera on vocals, was called Roots. Uh, Roots Bloody Roots and they that had a very new they all of a sudden too they went from being a, a Brazilian thrash metal band to like a new metal band on this album it was just it was very but it was very tribal it was the low tuning and then he got kicked out of his own band out of Sepultura started Soulfly I always tried to get into Soulfly, but it wasn't good. In, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was just okay. It wasn't bad. I was never like, this is terrible. It just wasn't good. It was never great, unfortunately. It was always better with Sepultura. Uh, Edema. Bad. 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 Powerman 5000. Bad. And pot, this band is kind of... They're kind of worse than Linkin Park, but I always blame Linkin Park because Linkin Park got so popular Ugh. and became like a big thing. But this band is actually worse crazy town oh shit yeah. <laughs> yeah you remember crazy town
0: yeah butterflies
1: so oh and then this band uh Cold chamber they're on the good list okay i remember seeing them in the thank you notes in the liner notes for corn's first album and then their their debut album wasn't until years later hmm. but some people attribute coal chamber to actually creating new metal because I guess in one of their live reviews,
0: because they were like around first, but they just didn't yeah, have an album, and they
1: were friends with Corn and stuff. Like they were in that circle, obviously, but they didn't get the record deal, and you know, didn't didn't come out till later. So they sounded more like maybe they weren't, uh, or maybe maybe they were copycats, but they 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 were not. They were they were definitely a part of that. And their their first album, their second album was pretty good too, but I really like their first album.
0: First album's better than their first album.
1: <laughs> uh. Now, let, let's talk about some of the fashion of the era. So I mentioned like the Adidas stuff. So Korn was real big on the Adidas gear. And I got to I got to get out ahead of this because I already know what picture we're going to use yeah. for this episode.
0: Yeah, you need to get out ahead of
1: this. <laughs> I got to get up. out of this. Uh, so uh, I really there's a member of Korn who is a born again Christian now. His name is Head. And he had he had plaits, actually, I guess is what they're called not braids, but I, I didn't know the difference at the time.
0: So the plaits are braids, right?
1: Is that the same thing? I thought that was just like, or, or twists or something. There's only like two instead of three. Does that make sense? You know, how you, with a braid, you need three. But anyway, I, I couldn't tell the difference. So And I had long hair at the time because it was a metal head, right? But I had the I had that 90s uh, long hair where it was just, well, I guess it's back now, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's shaved up real high. Yeah. And just, just the, the top is it, long. Right?
0: Yeah, it's just like just the, the top of not the like mohawk, but like.
1: Well, I did that too later, but yeah. that was uh, that was later. But at the time, I just did the, the long hair coming from the top of my head, which was for two reasons. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a thing at the time, but also my hair is really fucking thick, and if I wanted it to like just kind of lay flat and straight, I couldn't have all that. Yeah, my his hair, is, hair is
0: so thick, you can't even pull it out.
1: Yeah, it's just it's insane. <laughs> it's like it's, still, it's, at it's 42 so. At forty two years old, it's just ridiculous. I was
0: I was commenting the other day, like no, I was commenting yesterday how no this morning when did i comment about uh, how everything from your shoulders up is just just all those hairy?
1: earlier today how hairy yeah. my whole face and head is yeah it's like
0: only his forehead and his cheekbones are all that's not hairy <laughs> like between his eyebrows and his beard my, and my his ears mustache. my
1: ears are not hairy <laughs> and my nose
0: yeah kind of uh, kind of
1: So anyway, I had the long hair and I really liked I was uh, I was a wannabe guitar player and I bought all the guitar magazines and and Head and Monkey were in there. and, And Monkey always had the dreads. I never liked dreadlocks, but I liked the braid. So I would ask neighborhood girls to braid my hair and they would sometimes. So whenever I had my hair braided, this is like super embarrassing information. I want everybody to know that right now. I would change how I dressed. I would go from wearing because i back i honestly dressed back then the same way i do now except i wear like bdus that i'd cut into shorts i had chuck taylor's
0: and now they just sell shorts that look like his his bdus yeah so it just becomes
1: to. commodified like everything does and uh in a typically a black heavy metal t-shirt pantera or fear factory or whatever but when somebody would braid my hair i had adidas shoes and I had one Adidas shirt because I wanted to look like... Do you I, remember
0: that Adidas shirt? You had it until like relatively recently when you... I might still have it. No? You stained it when you got sick. You put...
1: Oh, that Vicks. Yeah, you put Vicks, Vicks on your rum. chest
0: and it got all... Greasy. Oh,
1: rest in peace, single Adidas shirt. That was a nice. That was a good shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, it had like embroidery on
1: it. Yeah. yeah it so nice I Adidas bought. Shirt. I bought an Adidas shirt.
0: He bought an Adidas shirt. So and you will see
1: it in the picture if you look. <laughs> that is the Adidas shirt that would was it, complete were, the look. Yeah. Because so I did, I typically wouldn't do the braids with the Pantera shirt because it just to me it didn't seem, but uh it, it didn't seem to go well. Uh, I would do just long hair or a ponytail normally. Yeah,
0: he understood his me- new metal.
1: attire. Yeah. So when I did my new and then. Ninety eight was actually when I kind of got sick of new metal because Follow the Leader, and then Limp Biscuit blew up. And Limp Biscuit blew up in a way. Oh, I got I got to tell this story too. So I had Limp Biscuit's first album. Their first single came out uh, from their first album. It was called Counterfeit, and I kind of liked it. It had some. I liked the guitar riff. I liked the screamy parts. I didn't like Fred Durst's voice. It was whiny. But the people I was hanging out with at the, at the time would only listen to rap music. And I was not into rap music at all at the time. And I mean, I, I listened like I think Wu-Tang Clan was the only thing I liked. And nobody really they were listening to like Biggie Smalls and, and Puff Daddy. And I wasn't into all that. So I bought a Limp Bizkit tape their, of their first album thinking that, hey, oh, this is rap music. They won't notice if I put this in. And they noticed, <laughs> they noticed right away. <laughs> I didn't even get to like the third song. I didn't even get to George Michael's Faith which is what kind of blew them up and busted them open when that But that single wasn't out yet. They only had counterfeit. And then I don't remember what their second and third singles were. Um, and then the other thing I remember is, uh, when I was working at the gas station and I only remember this story because Chuck told me this story, but this is how Chuck remembers us meeting. I think we met prior to this at the gas station, but his memory is, so we had a little tape player behind the counter, and so I, I had all my stuff on CD at this point it was the late 90s. But the Quonset hut was within walking distance. So I would go down to Quonset hut and buy tape sometimes or I would just dub tapes. Uh, but it was the middle of the day. I was tired of Chuck Skid Row tape that he would play over and over. He had a Skid Row tape that would I was like, all right, I'm going on break. I'm going to go get Pantera's Far Beyond Driven. I'm tired of hearing this. This was 97 ish.
0: I'm going on break.
1: <laughs> I'm going on break. So I went and bought Far Beyond Driven and I put in the tape player and we're waiting on customers doing our job or whatever and Pantera's playing you know quietly it's not like blaring or anything but we can hear it behind the counter and this is Chuck's memory of how we met is that he looked at me and said is this corn and I did that thing where I started mock spitting on him because (laughs) even even though I liked corn I knew they were not like a great band I was like so i did the mock spitting thing it was like "Ah." he
0: still does this
1: <laughs> because he, he just
0: still mock spit on you and i remember the song thing. that was
1: playing too and it honestly i could i could hear it because it was becoming becoming has like the super heavy into the high pitch note which is a kind of a, something that corn adopted where they would they'd always do that they would do like the heavy riffs and then play on the high strings whereas and Dimebag would do this riff it was like it, it would be super heavy and then a the high pitch squeal that he did with his uh uh, wah pedal and a pitch shifter or whatever. And so, yeah, that's Chuck's memory of how he started talking to me, basically, as, as I started spitting on him or pretending to spit on him because he confused Korn with Pantera. So it's kind of weird that even at the time, knowing, you know, this is this is not high level shit here. I, I couldn't help but enjoy it, though. You know, it's, just, it's like junk food. It's just it's fun. And uh, Korn's first two albums are still great. Deftones went on to make a lot of great albums i think they kind of escaped that that new metal tag uh and be, became their own thing uh, and then i guess new metal still lives on there's a band called cane hill that wears their new metal influence on their sleeve there's a band called Vane that you can hear that new metal influence um but yeah it's uh it's one of those things that it it came hard and fast and and went away just as quickly basically but it, it, for a time it was I, I remember when when Steve started listening to Limp Biscuit when he was my roommate and Significant Other came out and that fucking Nookie song came out because again with Limp Biscuit, I already yeah. didn't I had their tape but I was more for like hey this is like a gateway drug right maybe I can it's just rappy enough no one gave a shit and then Significant Other came out and everybody liked Limp Biscuit all of a sudden And I was like no bad this is bad <laughs> stop it which leads me to my to my last story, which is uh, when I came back to Ohio. My friend Bubba bought a Limp Biscuit album. I think it was the chocolate starfish one. God damn! And we were carpooling to work.
0: You just threw it out the window.
1: And no, 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 I didn't. He bought the Limp Biscuit thing, but he'd also had somebody burn him a copy of a uh, an album by a band called Down, which is uh releasing our singer Pantera's band, a side band he was doing at the time, and the fact that he spent money on Limp Bizkit and stole from down really upset me. So we were listening to down and I, I said, let me see that. And he handed me the disc and I snapped it in half. And and I was like, you don't get to, you don't get this. If you're going to spend money on this, you don't get this for free. So that was, yeah, it was, that's music means a lot to me. (laughs) It's very important. So it was important for me to, uh, to, to do that. To let him know that you can't support things like Limp Biscuit while bands like Down exist and you're just stealing music from them. I, I thought that was very, very wrong. Oh, the other band, the last band on my list, Incubus.
0: Well, you'll say bad.
1: Bad. They are very bad. I hate Incubus. They're a terrible, terrible band. You shouldn't like them. You're a bad person if you like Incubus. Thank you for listening.
0: You're a bad person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Incubus so much. I was, you know, what else made me angry about Incubus is, uh, oh, did I mention Faith No More? I meant to mention Faith No, no More as another. No more. That's so. That's like seven bands. Jesus Christ, so many, so many. Faith No More was a huge, huge, huge influence on Damn, new metal. Doubt that
0: you've ever had those conversations with I Brad have. or Bob. I, so
1: I have. have. Well, maybe not. Maybe. Not. Yeah. I, no, I've talked to Brad about it. Definitely talked to Brad, and definitely talked to Bubba about it. And possibly other people who didn't want to hear it at all, but Faith No More was a huge like influence with their their funk and their metal, and you know the you know they had the one song one song with rap in it that I think really caught people's attention. Uh, but Michael Mike Patton and Mr. Bungle huge influence. Um, but the thing that upset me about Incubus was touring in the late '90s, and Mr. Bungle's California album had just come out, and. Uh, which is fantastic. It was the last album. I don't they did. feel like
0: there's not near there's not anywhere near enough songs and albums about California.
1: <laughs> no, you never hear nobody sings about that that state at all.
0: Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna write an album about Ohio.
1: So that album would come out. Incubus goes on tour. They brought Mr. Bungle as a fucking opener, and I was so furious. And at the same time, you know, Mr. Bungle knows they're not a huge band. And it's going to get them exposure. It made sense. But I was just like the audacity of Incubus to play after Mr. Bungle blew my fucking mind. Mr. Bungle is legendary and fucking that fucking skinny ass dude. uh, What was it? Brad? Brandon? Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Get up there! Pardon me. (laughs) Like you're gonna go do that after Mike Patton? Yeah, that's what you're gonna go do after Mike fucking Patton just played. Okay,
0: that was a good concert. Remember that concert? Which one? Incubus.
1: I I didn't. Oh, at Ozfest? Ozfest. No, I didn't watch Incubus at that Ozfest. I was backstage at that Ozfest, so that was cool.
0: I was out front at that. that I saw that guy wandering
1: around. I saw a lot of people walking around. Wayne Static from Static X. And his hair was up. Like I mean, he was stage ready. Which is what I found that interesting. Met the oh, system yeah. of met Serge Tankian at System of a Down at an OzFest in ninety nine when they were still playing the second stage. He was just hanging out in the audience.
0: Were you and like, There you are, you're there.
1: Well, we went and talked to him. Wow. And he asked me what time it was. <laughs> Cause he saw I was one of the only people at OzFest with a watch on. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the kind of nerd I was.
0: Yeah. Well, now everybody wears watches because Apple watches, right? Apple fucking made wearing watches cool and again. Chino
1: Marino of Deftones. We like we got really his last name. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if Chino is necessarily his first name, but that's what he goes by. He's Chino Marino, and he we got his autograph after a set while we were in Nashville, and we had we like we begged some we bought like a black sharpie off a vendor because we didn't have anything. Yeah. And then Chino made off with our cap. <laughs> and it was so we're walking around with a sharpie with no cap the rest of the day. Yeah, like when he signed our shit, and then he like he's made off with our pen cap. And We're like, oh shit, Chino has our fucking pen cap. And like so yeah, we had this this uncapped sharpie, which is a fucking nightmare. And you know,
0: like Chino just like threw it when he <laughs> right. Was, like, he was he just like, what,
1: why do I have this?
0: And then he was probably like,
1: yeah, bitch. he just dropped literally dropped it on the ground and kept yeah. moving. So yeah, dick. <laughs> he wasn't a dick he just he was getting mobbed over there and I remember, uh, I remember the guy uh was there with steve and this guy jason this kid like godsmack sucks but there's like this 12 year old kid waiting to meet godsmack or what the guys from And he had a godsmack shirt on and stuff and jason was like ragging on him like it's one thing to rag it's on
0: 12 year old kid, right
1: right he's like well he's not doing it to his face but he's just like look at this i'm like dude he's 12. Be happy he's listening to heavy music at this age. His you know, kid is
0: twelve. God, right, Jesus, you, I'm
1: such a dude. Like, you know what I was listening to at twelve? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't you know, like the was Von like...
0: Trapp family singers, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> right, like uh, don't. How, that was not cool. It's one thing when you're, you know, an adult, but you're Adam awful. and you have a Godsmack shirt on and it's right. two thousand one, right. <laughs> and he's
0: being serious. Well, he's right, not being like you're like, an adult.
1: Wrote, Wait a minute, he's not
0: attending some like two thousand one throwback party. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so do i get to go or is this oh uh,
1: yeah sorry did I go long is it is it it's
0: 56 holy minutes.
1: shit all right wrap it up Meg. <laughs> bring us home
0: <laughs> this week i guess i don't know do
1: <laughs> let's go so do
0: i have a topic this week
1: yay you brought a topic
0: yeah i didn't know you were gonna go so long
1: i did that's what you always say
0: God, isn't that the truth? <laughs> I'm just like, come on, bro. I got stuff to do. So on April 11th, 1963, the twins June and Jennifer Gibbons were born to parents Julia and Aubrey Gibbons. Aubrey's a dude. Aubrey? Aubrey. Okay. The Gibbonses, that's how you <laughs> pluralize Gibbons. Right. They moved from Barbados to the United Kingdom. In the early 60s and Julia, nope, I don't know Julia.
1: Julia Guglia. Julia
0: Guglia Gloria was a housewife and Aubrey worked as a technician in the Royal Air Force. The twins were born at a military hospital in Yemen where their father had been deployed. The family soon relocated first to England and in 1974 to Wales. The twin sisters were inseparable 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 they were were defi- definitely inseparable. And they had a, a particular high speed Bajan Creole. Bajan Creole.
1: What are you, what are you saying? Bajan? They had a what?
0: They had high speed Bajan Creole that made it difficult for them to speak, to understand.
1: Oh, so that was like their language. That's I didn't know how they I, spoke. You <laughs> know what you were saying? I was like, is that a car? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is that a car? I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> so, Bajan Creole. Okay. Living in a predominantly white town, the girls, they're black, if you hadn't picked up. I figured. Um, the girls were frequently bullied, like to the point where school administrators let them leave early. Wow. So that way they weren't leaving with the group and they could avoid being tormented. Eesh. Their language at this point became even more idiosyncratic. Soon, they were on un- completely unintelligible to others. Hmm. Their Is language- this about
1: the invention of Pig Latin?
0: No, it's about
1: oh okay. these
0: two sisters.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought <this> was, <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere fun. <laughs> no, it's just about these <laughs>
0: sisters. The language qualified as an example of cryptophagia, and it was exemplified by the twins' simultaneous actions was often mirrored each other. Hmm. Yeah. So the twins became increasingly reserved and eventually spoke to no one except each other and their younger sister Rose. The girls continued to attend school, although they refused to read or write. And in 1974, a medic administering vaccinations at the school noted their impassive behavior and notified a school or I'm sorry, a child psychologist the twins began seeing a succession of therapists who tried unsuccessfully to get them to communicate with others. Hmm. Therapists decided that separating the girls might force them to reenter the world, and that did not work. Hmm. So the girls were sent to separate boarding schools where they retreated into full-blown catatonia, neither of them speaking or moving.
1: What the hell?
0: When they were reunited, they retreated to their bedroom, refusing even to come out for meals. But they used their imaginations to build this huge world in, this, in their bedroom. They invented complicated names and stories for their dolls, and their fantasies included a certain, like, ghoulishness, including the demise of their dolls, and they recorded it in a, in a notebook, each doll having a specific cause of death. Wow. So in 1979, is this a true story? Yeah,
1: this is crazy. In
0: 1979, the pair received a matching pair of diaries. I didn't know if it
1: was like a like when I did that Freddy Krueger thing.
0: No, this <laughs> is true. In 1979, the pair received a matching pair of diaries as a Christmas gift. Inspired, the two began to write, each writing several notes or several novels and many more short stories during this period. The stories were primarily set in the United States, particularly Malibu, California, likely due to the twins' apparent obsession with America's West Coast. According to most reports, the girls had a very complex love-hate relationship with each other. They were inseparable, but they would also have excessively violent fights that involved throttling, scratching, and otherwise harming one another. Jesus. In one incident... June actually attempted to kill Jennifer by drowning her. Jennifer later wrote this chilling quote in her diary. We have become fatal enemies in each other's eyes. We feel the irritating and deadly rays coming out of our bodies, stinging each other's skin. I say to myself, can I get rid of my own shadow? Impossible or not possible? Without get rid, my of,
1: sh- rid of your own what?
0: Shadow. Oh. Without my shadow, would I die? Without my shadow, would I gain life, be free, or be left to die? Without my shadow, which I identify with a face of misery, deception, and murder. How old old was she at this point? (laughs) 16. Jesus Christ. Despite everything, however, the girls remained inexorably intertwined and never separate. They had periods where they got along, like usual, right? So... Jennifer's words were like terrible foreshadowing so this was at 16 she wrote this yeah when the girls began to mature they engaged in typical rebellious behavior they were experimenting with alcohol and marijuana and they were having flings with boys and committing crimes but it was like (laughs) petty crimes like shoplifting yeah and then it got serious so they started committing arson burning shit down and they they set a tractor store on fire and set a technical college on fire and that landed them in broadmoor hospital when they were 19 now broadmoor is where like a lot of serial killers were held okay in england oh actually i have that right here broadmoor hospital is a high security mental hospital with a reputation for handling the criminally insane So, not long after their arrival, June went into a state of Catatonia again and attempted to commit suicide. Jennifer lashed out violently at a nurse. Reports from the hospital staff revealed a whole host of other anomalies with the girls and their behaviors. There were stretches when they would take turns eating. One would starve while the other would eat, and then they would reverse their roles. They displayed the these uncanny ha- abilities to know what the other was was doing, wow. even though they were separated. Wow. So the creepiest story was that when they were separated and housed in cells in different parts of Broadmoor, doctors or nurses would enter the rooms to find them keta- catatonic and frozen in place and in bizarre, elaborate poses. <laughs> the other twin would be in an identical pose, despite the fact that they, couldn't, they didn't have any way to communicate or coordinate.
1: This does, This is hard to believe.
0: So the girls had a 12-year stay in Jesus Broadmoor. Jesus Christ. And that is both unusual and incredibly taxing. So yeah. June, June blamed this extraordinarily lengthy sentence on their speech issues. This is a quote from her. Juvenile delinquents get two years in prison. We got 12 years of hell because we didn't speak. We lost hope, really. I wrote a letter to the queen asking her to get us out, but we remained trapped. The girls had been placed on high doses of antipsychotics and found themselves unable to concentrate. Some state that Jennifer developed tardive dyslexia. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a neurological disorder that involves involuntary repetitive motions. Hmm. During their stay at Broadmoor, it became more and more apparent to the girls that if one of them ever wanted to live a normal life, the other would have to die. After a private discussion on the matter, they decided that Jennifer would be the one to make the sacrifice. What the hell? So in comes Marjorie Wallace. She's a reporter. So she had forged a relationship with the twins and had been writing about them in the Sunday Times. She's like a mental health advocate. Yeah. And this is the 90s by now. Wow. Because they've been here for a minute. Yeah. Right? So Jennifer had approached her the day before they were to be ta- transferred to Caswell Clinic in Wales and had told her of their decision. But Wallace had no idea how serious it was. Like the situation oh, great was. job.
1: The usual, the brush off.
0: So on March 9th, 1993, the girls travel to Caswell Clinic and Jennifer was acting strangely. She was sleeping with her head on her sister's lap, but her eyes were wide open. So upon their arrival at the clinic, Jennifer could not be awakened. So she was transported to a nearby hospital where she died of acute myocarditis, a sudden inflammation of her heart. It was obviously strange because she was only 29 years old. Yeah. She had no long-term long-term heart conditions or illnesses. No drugs or poisons were in her system. And to this day, her death remains a mystery.
1: I had a heart attack at 29. <laughs> I didn't die, though.
0: A few days later, Marjorie Wallace went to go visit June. And she notes that, that the remaining twin was in a strange mood and said, I'm free at last, liberated. At last, Jennifer has given her life for me. Wallace wrote of Jennifer's death this way. I've spent many years now wondering about the mystery of Jennifer's death. Now, I don't think there's any explanation other than Jennifer willing herself to die. I've learned about... After I learned about Jennifer's death, it was about two or three days later, I went down to visit June, and I found her surprisingly intact, really, and very prepared to talk. She spoke very clearly about the conflict between her terrible grief at losing the person closest to her and her freedom. After the death of Jennifer, June gave interviews with Harper's Bazaar, the Guardian, and apparently was dedicated to upholding the deal that she made with her sister. If one of them died, the other would speak and live normally. In in 2008, she was living independently near her parents in West Wales, no longer monitored by psychiatrists and had been, Accepted by the community. Yeah. And in 2016, the twins' older sister, Greta, revealed that the family was disgruntled with Broadmoor and that the twins, you know, and the twins' incarceration. She said that she blamed the hospitals for ruining the girls' lives and neglecting the symptoms that led to Jennifer's death. Greta herself expr- expressed uh, wanting to file a lawsuit against Broadmoor, but the twins' parents, Gloria and Aubrey, refused, saying that nothing was going to bring Jennifer back. Yeah. No. In the end, the story is summed up by this poem that was engraved on Jennifer's headstone. Listen to this poem. It's fucking it's terrible. We once were two, we two made one, we no more two, through life be one, rest in peace. What? It's terrible. Terrible. That's a poem. shitty limerick. It's a fucking terrible poem.
1: Dude, did, did they have like 48 chromosomes? Like the I don't know. So it makes sense.
0: I don't know. It's called oh. The Silent Twins. That's what they've been nicknamed. How's How has there
1: not been a movie about this?
0: Their husband. What? It was on BBC.
1: Oh that that doesn't they're, count. was the same people that make Doctor Who.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> but it's in it's in Wales, so that's why. But yeah. Oh, that,
1: how is there not? Like they're doing the those stupid conjuring movies about those con artists people. Like this this sounds way more interesting to me. Yeah. Man, that's some weird shit. I know. How'd you find that?
0: I was googling for weird stories.
1: That is Google weird stories, and yes,
0: you, if you go to Ranker, you can find all kinds of weird stories. Huh? Yeah.
1: Sounds like a creepy past almost.
0: Except this one's true. Yeah. And you can find all. You can find it everywhere. You can find it in Guardian, you, New Yorker has a story on it. Everyone has stories on it.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep, and you can find clips from the interviews that they did.
1: I really appreciate your non-murdery stuff, by the way. It's way more intriguing. I think
0: you thought it was going the way of murder. Yeah. But now this chick just was like, I'm dying now. And yeah. then she died. That's weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, she just willed herself if, to if death. If all that
1: is true, that's an incredible story.
0: That's, uh, go look into it. Everything you'll find it says that it's true. Yeah. You're not going to find anything that says otherwise.
1: It's a little hard to believe though without like true documentation. Yeah. Like the the fact that they could know what the other one was doing when they were separated. Like you know, you always hear about like that twin thing, but like come on now. It's not it's not real.
0: Well, but that's what they, I mean. Like they, they studied, I feel like they had
1: like 48 chromosomes. They they they'd evolved. <laughs> and they could communicate with each other.
0: Yeah, they didn't feel a need they, to
1: communicate with anyone else.
0: Well, when they studied their language, they actually found that it was just sped up because they, they thought they were speaking like another language. Yeah. That's when they found that it was the Bajan Creole. Yeah. Just sped up super fast. Hmm. Because there was a while where they thought they were speaking another language altogether. Yeah. But when they studied them,
1: they a little disappointed that it was not the invention of pig Latin. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That been a fun twist. Right, <laughs> no. Carly.
0: It was uh yeah, they studied these this this uh, these sisters and yeah found out they were speaking like Bajan Creole super fucking fast, so fast that nobody understood them except each other and their sister. Hmm. Yeah. Weird, right?
1: That is weird. It's a weird story.
0: And I guess if you take Bajan Creole over to Wales. They're really not going to understand you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, take some language from Barbados. Right. Like no, I'm not going to understand you in Ohio. So yeah, that's that was my story. I told it fast, nice and fast, <laughs> so that way we can get this episode done. Since you've had your
1: oh my god, my thing's about to start.
0: Look yeah, at that I know. That's why we had wow. a I had a rush. Oh
1: man, I was really excited to talk about new metal.
0: I had a rush, my thing, so we could get. Because you have E3 starting in five minutes.
1: Anyway, uh, you should go to our or join our Facebook group if you have something to say and list your favorite and least favorite new metal bands. Because I'm curious or tell me why, why I'm wrong about Linkin Park so I can mock you behind your back. Because Linkin Park is the fucking worst.
0: Yeah, you're uh, I really I, hate Linkin Park. You, you can... hate Linkin Park, too. Oh, but Linkin Park's terrible.
1: Yeah, they're fucking awful. Ugh. Like that was like slip, I forgot to mention Slipknot. Slipknot was at I that know. yeah. No, I forgot to mention like they were at that Ozfest in '99, and it was right before their their first album came out, like their first real album, not not the one, not their underground album, Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat, or whatever. Uh, and that was one of the few times that where I saw a band like I never heard of this band, and I saw them, and immediately I was like. Who are these guys? I like these guys. I got it. I'm all about. And I still. I bought a shirt that day that I still have. That people equal shit shirt. Yeah. And they found out their album was coming out in like a month or so. And I should probably tell this one last story too. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is
0: as long as you can do it in four minutes,
1: I can do it. Uh, Slipknot is. In case you don't know, has had nine members. Has nine members which is totally excessive. That's, that's they And the, the first time I saw them, they had red jumpsuits and their original masks, a lot of like, clown, a lot of, a lot of horrifying looking masks, basically bondage masks, clown masks, uh, just bandages, things like that. And so me and my two friends saw this band, me, Steve, and Jason. And we, we were all intrigued. Jason and I really liked them. And then like a month later, me, Jason, Steve, and like five five other guys, we all took this camping trip down to Heber Springs, Arkansas. And they're like, uh, and and Steve and I weren't from Memphis, so we didn't really, this I guess was something they kind of did every year or something, but Steve and I were new to the group. Uh, I can't
0: imagine going camping in Arkansas, like for fun.
1: Dude, I, I woke up with a tick. On my it was it was either my balls or my penis I don't remember I don't
0: mind telling you that if you took me camping in Arkansas we would get divorced
1: <laughs> and it was a fucking dry county but anyway uh, so they we stopped at this place called Chuck's Steakhouse like, we gotta we gotta go to Chuck's Steakhouse and for whatever reason we decided and because because nobody knew who Slipknot was at the time because this when we saw them it was like their third it was the third Ozfest of that year. And Slipknot had never done a national tour, so that was like the third show. So unless you were at that show or one of the you know uh, following Ozfest, you probably hadn't heard of Slipknot. So we decided to impersonate Slipknot, and we told the waitress that we were a traveling band. And we were in Slip, and this band called Slipknot. So in a way, it was promotional. You know, we were helping them out. So they had a sign stuff and they put it on the wall, and somebody went back somebody from that group went back years later and all our autographs were on the wall at chuck's steakhouse
0: <laughs> that's hilarious i've never heard that story really yeah
1: <laughs> i told you the other part of that story where we're staying on the campground. there's there's a lot to this story uh steve lost his virginity on that camp yeah, I, on that I knew trip that. i knew that so. uh, i was right outside the tent
0: yeah i knew that story being,
1: yeah and then uh to a girl I yeah. just want to point that out. There's eight guys, so it might sound like <laughs> things got a little <laughs> got a little gay in there, but it didn't. It was just it uh, some like random sluts that were around. And uh <laughs> so
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> so there were some sluts about, so you know. Uh
0: way to go, Steve. Make it special.
1: She was into hairy guys, man. And
0: well, you know what? Take what you can get, Steve.
1: Um but the other thing was, is we, we had like three or four coolers just full of alcohol, right? Because they knew it was a dry county, so they, we brought all this liquor and beer. And at some point, at like two in the morning, uh, on the first or second night, uh, somebody, I don't know who, starts throwing full beer cans on the fire, which explode like a shotgun sound when you do that, right? Why? I don't, because we're drunk and just stupid. We're drunk and stupid men. That's what people, I wasn't doing it. I didn't do it. And plus, how
0: many of them are from the South?
1: Everybody except me and Steve.
0: Dude, you've you got it's to fine. go.
1: It's fine. Um, and so, of course, like, the the park ranger or sheriff shows up. I think it was a sheriff. Uh, she shows up and...
0: It's a woman sheriff? Yeah. Did Steve have sex with her?
1: <laughs> and I don't think so. I'll have to ask him. I don't remember that happening. That would have been a get. But I was drunk.
0: That would have been, been a way better get. Than right? Some random Steve,
1: Steve just turned on the charm.
0: Steve was like, hey, lady.
1: Uh how so the I officer. went, I totally put, I just went and ran in a tent and did my pretend to sleep thing. Yeah. So I was like, I want to get arrested, man. I've never been arrested. You know, I think that's an accomplishment because considering that some is. of the things I've gotten away with, Steve I have got never arrested for not that night, but he's been Steve's arrested got, multiple times. He's
0: been arrested a lot. got
1: arrested for stealing Sweet and Low from a place where the Sweet and Low was actually complimentary.
0: Where it was complimentary <laughs> and he was a guest.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's his story to tell. I'm not telling that story. Uh. So anyway, I go diving into the tent. I think somebody else did, too. And then we we just I, I hear her talking. The only thing I remember is her going through the coolers and bitching about, you know, the noise disturbance and all this alcohol. And she gets like the third or fourth cooler and she goes, surely this one is has food in it and of course it did not <laughs> like none of the coolers had food in it. it was just all alcohol it was all empties all over the picnic tables and she was like i want you guys out of here at dawn <laughs> like we kicked kick the fuck out of the campsite i think also too because we were mooning people we were doing we were cliff jumping and we like we were mooning boats and one of them was a sheriff's boat or something <laughs> just, Jesus it was christ it was, it was a really stupid weekend Shocking that no, yeah, none, nobody got arrested. Somebody, it was straight out of like a book or a movie. Somebody lost his virginity. It was, yeah.
0: It's very, it's very like road trip.
1: Right, yeah. It was, You're it was like, like, cause it was
0: it's your dog. Like, <laughs> Steve, Steve, and Johnny
1: almost died because they decided to go to swim across this these rapids that were freezing cold, and then they like. Could,
0: this is the, why, this is why women live long.
1: <laughs> it is. You're, you're right. <laughs> women are much smarter.
0: Like, 100% I, I have agree. zero stories like
1: that. <laughs> I have. But yeah, Johnny and Steve, they swim across and we're screaming at them the whole time to keep their energy up, you know? And then so they get to the other side and they're standing over there freezing, you know, literally shaking. And there's people like uh, paddling by in their little canoes and rafts or whatever. And they're like, can we they're like, can we just hold on and you can paddle us over there? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to swim back and we're just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And they fucking made it back. And they like, yeah, I was like, you fucking idiot. This the water was women, freezing.
0: So I not live longer because, <laughs> no, I've never gone. First of all, I've never gone on a camping trip in Arkansas because that's the worst idea Peter I've springs ever heard.
1: Are, Steve, the reason I can't remember who, where my tick was, is was because Steve ended up with one either on his balls or his penis. And, and I, I had one on, on the o- the other. Uh, mine was either like if he had it on his penis, mine was on the balls. Yeah, it was just like, I never well, want to go. Didn't do shove that his
0: inside the chick if it was on his dick. We
1: don't know that.
0: Oh, she was like I ended up with one inside of me. <laughs> like that's her story, right? Her on the and podcast. then
1: so I fucked this guy from Slipknot and he left <laughs> I got a tick in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's her version of the story. Right.
0: She's uh, like I followed this dude home from the steakhouse cuz he was in Slipknot. Right. Turns out he was campy. <laughs> and I got a tick in my vagina. She's like it was just it was what a weekend, <laughs> what a weekend, and everyone kept calling him Steve. <laughs> I'm like I don't know.
1: Uh, all right, all right, ma'am. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, I hope you had fun. Go listen to some new metal, but not the crappy kind.
0: And if you want to Google those chicks, Google them under their nickname, the Silent Twins. The one is dead. The one is, other one is still alive, and she writes. They have some published works. Wow. All right. Happy E3. I guess. Bye.